like a cool breeze coming down from a frozen hill. You are listening to an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC show, Once Upon a Time. And now, here he is, Darius, Teddy. From the chillin' podcast studios in the frozen hills near Storybrook, I am Teddy the Yeti, and you are listening to the cool sounds of the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. So, ladies, gentlemen, reindeers, and warm-hearted snowmen, onceuponatimepodcast.com and Rony's Own Media present the hosts of the coolest Once Upon a Time podcast ever. Put your hands and paws together for Jeff and Colleen Roney. Hello, everyone. Hello. We're out getting some coffee in the new break room here at the studio. Mm-hmm. We need new bagels, though. Anyway... Hello, everybody. Welcome again to our main show for the episode entitled Family Business. And it's apple fritters, by the way. Oh, apple! Fr- I love apple fritters. Mm-hmm. So welcome again. We hope that you guys are enjoying Once Upon a Time. It's the sixth episode we're doing. Really? We, yes. For this season already? So we're halfway through. Wow. Four A. Wow, that so, doesn't seem possible. Yeah, where has the time gone? It's it's like October is like going done and over with. I can't. I just can't believe that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. So this is podcast episode number two fifty two. The show notes can be found at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash two five two. And we do have. A couple of bits of news. Uh, so we will jump into that. Live from the frozen hills, where it's even too cold for Jack Frost, this is KFRZ News. Thank you, Rumple. Yeah. And a couple of interesting bits of news is that Lily, the actress who played Lily, will be returning. Oh, Okay. So, not spoiling, I'm just saying she will be returning. There was a little scuttle, but scuttle behind of people saying, oh, no, Adam and Eddie said that she would only be in one episode, but actually, now. Mm. So, Hmm. we could see more about Tiger Lily, maybe? Maybe. Or whoever she is. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. There's lots lots of theories about who Lily is. And also, I just heard that Megan Ori is returning Yay! to Once Upon a Time. We love Megan. I love Megan, too. Oh, right. I do. <laughs> yes, I know you do. Her acting is great. And we followed her on other shows. Yes. And she's returning. Yay. That's wonderful. So let's all... She's not on Twitter, unfortunately. The, she was. The meanies made her leave twitter oh so anyway we That's too bad we are big fans of megan ori and we welcome ruby and red back we do so yes and let's go ahead and dive into our wow there's some jiminy uh, crickets we'll buy jiminy I don't think we have any views. Let's go ahead and jump into our emails. Ah, yes. I finally get to sit down with some much-needed rumple time. I just knew I shouldn't have given those lists of codes to that Samuel Morris. Build your studios in the frozen hills, they said. It will be so peaceful and quiet. Well, what they didn't tell us is that all high-speed internet comes with a price. Well... I sure hope Jeff doesn't have any trouble reading these messages I've deciphered today. I've been trying so hard to stay away from my villainous ways, so it would be a real shame if he had to deal with... The Dark One. Well then, dearies. Here are your transcribed messages for today. (laughs) I love the bumpers that we play. 
Mm-hmm. No other Once Upon a Time podcast has bumpers like we do. None of them. I've that's heard true. them all. That's true. And that's true. <laughs> Just telling you. Okay. They have other things, but they don't have these. That's true. All right. I'll carry on. <laughs> you okay there, Sparky? You need a little uh, hot cocoa with cinnamon in it? Uh, maybe I do. Maybe and a little I'll extra have, something extra. Maybe I'll have Ruby bring some over to me. Mm. Yeah. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into our emails. The first is from Alina. Said, my theory is what if Belle's mother wrote the book because that we found out that she is a writer and she didn't die and was kidnapped by the ogres. That's very interesting. I don't think Belle's mother died. That's what I think. Well, we we don't know for sure either way. But what Alina's saying is she enjoys books and reading, yeah, and yeah. so possibly she wrote the book. So there's another oh, choice. Well, that is an interesting possibility. So she sure was packing the books away at the opening of the episode for sure. Yeah. So thank you, Alina, for that. This is from Chris. And I'll read his email. Hey, guys, I'm the anonymous feedbacker from last week. Sorry I forgot to include a name. I'm Chris. Chris Tipton. Hi, Chris <laughs> <He's>, Tipton. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so on with the review. Another very strong episode. My thoughts on family business. Bell's backstory was very cool. Nice to see this connecting with what we had already known about Belle, and also revealing that it was her idea to call on Rumpel to win the Ogre's War. And I, I mm-hmm. totally agree. Yeah. Nice fit. It fit in well. Yeah. I did feel it was out of character for Belle to lie to Elsa like that and for her to use the dagger on Rumpel. That's true. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I'm going to say about that is every character has this good side and a bad side. Right. And sometimes it's good maybe way back when they were young, and sometimes it's good lately. But people have these good and bad signs. Yeah, we're so used to seeing the good side of Belle, that seeing the the not-so-good side of Belle. And we're not talking Lacey here, because Lacey was a figment. Right. Lacey was a fabricated thing. So from Belle, her own self. I mean, we know Snow has a dark side. And that was Snow's actual dark side. Yes. So we know they all have one. It's just we don't. We're. I agree. We're to, It's totally out of character because we're so used to seeing Belle be so good that um, it's actually kind of refreshing in a way to see her be less than perfect. And that's why they're doing it. Exactly. Because yeah, because we're going beyond the fairy tale now, right? Yeah. yeah because. Yeah. W- in these fairy tales, they're very short, little, good and kind and wonderful, and and that's all we know yeah. about these characters. Yeah. yeah. But once upon a time is really putting twists on mm-hmm. things, mm-hmm. and we've really people love to hate on, hate, dislike, and be frustrated with Rumpel mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. he's does these secret bad things and all this kind of stuff, right. and we're shocked. See, Belle do the same type of things. Yeah. Like, you can look on her face when she lied to Elsa. Yeah. You could see the look on her face like, yeah, I don't know anything about your sister. I've never been anywhere like Arendelle. Right. <laughs> I don't know anything about her. Yeah. Yeah. So. Considering she's so well-read, yeah, it's hard, mm-hmm. to, hard to imagine, but yeah. All right. I will continue with Chris's email. I guess they did figure out a cool way for her to figure out his secret. But then he just pulls a wool over her eyes and she believes it. Well, love is blind. And that sounds silly, but... It's, it is true. Yeah. Because cause the, the truth is you really don't want to think the worst of your loved ones. Yeah, but I mean, if it would be funny is if Belle could hear the people screaming in their <laughs> front rooms at the TV. Mm-hmm. You know, and somehow she received messages, maybe a t- Twitter account, Bell on, you know, whatever. And it's like, we're tweeting, don't believe him. You don't have the right dagger. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, Bell's been way too big of a pushover this season to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love seeing more of Ingrid's plans. I was disappointed with her in game last week, but finding out more this week shows her desires as unique and very twisted. And she's cray cray. She's really psychotic. It just 
I'm going to create a family that, and you know, it's just that weird, weird. We we need to figure out why she wants this because yeah. it's one thing to say, well, that's just crazy, but there has to be a reason why. Because as we know, she and Helga just disappeared. So why? Right. What made them disappear? Mm-hmm. Did somebody take them away from their family? Did were they sent away by their family because of the powers? So if she's got powers. Yeah. Did Helga have powers too, and that's why she was sent away? Because Gerda wasn't. Gerda was kept. Right. So, yeah. and Gerda didn't seem to have any powers. So, mm-hmm. that's a really interesting question. But she reminds me a little of Pan. Well, yeah. And a little of Zelina. Oh, of course. Absolutely. So, no question. Yeah. But again, there needs to be some sort of motivation behind it. And right. maybe it will be actually a very legitimate you know, motivation. I will continue with the email. She's completely psychotic. Sorry, I, but yes, I yeah, totally, agree. totally agree. Nice to know she really is their aunt. Mm-hmm. More characters related. Didn't see that coming. <laughs> I, and it's funny, Hook's comments, like, the more you hang around this town, you're going to find out everybody's related somehow. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also, how did no one else know that's not, that she had an ice cream truck? Yeah, true. Henry... Yeah. yeah. Just keep Henry around. So proud of Regina. She comes so far. Very yeah, true. she has. Who would have thought she would tell Robin to forget her to save Marion? I really want to know how Rumble knows Ingrid. Maybe he trained her to. Ingrid's mirror is very creepy. It's nice mm-hmm. to know how it works now. And lastly, that house was obviously Ingrid's since she had the hat and she still thought she did tell Rumpel uh, until Rumpel shows her otherwise. So, yeah, it could be Very her house. Possibly, I yeah. mean, and that's another big question. Whose house is that? We, we right. thought it was Anna's and you know what I mean? Yeah, could it could be so, it could be Ingrid's actually. It could be. Uh, another great episode 4.1 out of 5 evil ice cream trucks. All right. Okay. All right. There's more than one. All right. All right, great. Thank you so much, yes, Chris. Thank you. Chris Tipton. It's almost like James Bond. James. James Bond. Yes. Excellent. So this is from Jennifer. I was wondering if I could be sent a poster of Once Upon a Time with autographs of the cast to my house, please. I have been able to meet them, and it would be nice to have something like that. And sending it to the fan mail address, it would take... Too many months for them to be able to read it. And if you have information about getting autographs, let me know. Well, I'll tell you what I know. And Mm -hmm. Colleen can Mm -hmm. help me as well. Sure. So let's start. This is going to be a little disjointed, but we'll start here. Mm -hmm. This is what I saw when Colleen and I went to the premiere at the El Capitan Theater in Hollywood. Mm Mm-hmm of season four, Once Upon a Time. There was a gentleman that stood right in the front, front corner, mm-hmm. and he had a poster on a kind of taped or, or affixed to this cardboard backing. Mm-hmm. And when one of the cast members came up, he would hold out that and say, could you please sign here? And so what I would imagine is he is traveling Mm-hmm. I would imagine this person lives in the L.A. area mm-hmm. to where the cast is appearing. Mm-hmm. And he's having them sign under each person's face or, mm-hmm. or area. Character, right. Right. And when it's all filled out, I would imagine he's selling it somewhere. Maybe. So that could be one way to do that. Mm-hmm. I would highly recommend, and this is a pain. I don't know where uh, Jennifer lives, mm-hmm. but uh, obviously if you live far away, it's going to be really tough. If you live in the L.A. area, it is somewhat doable. If you live in the Vancouver, Steveston area. It's even more doable. It is doable because you can either be nice and respectful and ask someone who's arriving on a plane at the airport, possibly, mm-hmm. or in Steveston. You can follow the rules there and ask people to sign next to whatever. We have friends that uh, family members did that for mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. And it was a very beautiful poster, and a lot of the cast members signed that. 
you can go onto like an eBay or something like that and buy a poster, mm-hmm. but then you don't know who signed that. Right. You don't know if it's real signatures or right. whatever. Right. Having a poster with the entire cast signing is very, very, very difficult. Right. It, it can take a lot of time, just yep. like you're saying. You could, as you mentioned, maybe have a, a smaller thing and maybe mail it out to the we have the uh, address let me bring it up really fast here to that you can mail it to the bridge studios and you can ask uh the the cast mailing address to vancouver is once upon a time stage 49 limited that's ltd mm-hmm. 2400 boundary road that's B-O-U-N-D-A-R-Y, Road, Burnaby, B-U-R-N is a Nancy, A-B is in boy, Y, comma, B-C. Then it's V-5-M-3-Z-3, comma, Canada. Yeah. And you can go to onceisfrozen.com, look on the right bar, and double check that. Right. You could mail that. To the particular cast member and kind of say, could you please, if you have time, sign next to your name and do it that way. Again, that's that's another option and it takes time. So those are all I know of the ways to get something like that signed. Your best bet, unfortunately, is going to be mailing one headshot possibly to a cast member and having them sign it. Right. Um, you can always email and ask the, you know, email the cast there and ask them to send you a signed headshot. I, I yes, that's an option, but yes. you're gonna, it won't be all signatures on the same one, I'm sure. Right. So, so what, these are our ideas. So let me put the question out to the listeners of the podcast, the wonderful, cool listeners that we have. What do you do? What have mm-hmm. you done? Mm-hmm. What has worked for you? Now, that's the question I have, is that I know that there's a forum out there where people actually report, I sent in a headshot to this cast member with this address, and it's not just once upon a time, Mm -hmm. but they report back. They go, yeah, I got it back in a couple of days, or I got it sent back and it wasn't signed or whatever. So there are a couple of ways, but what has worked for you? So anyway, that's what I wanted to know. So Jennifer, I hope that answers your question. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't have a poster with all the signatures on to send you, but that's what I wanted to let you know that we know. Right. So thank you, Jennifer, for that email. Also, uh, this is email from Janice. Hello, Jeff and Colleen. My name is Janice Marie. I'm 17 years old, 18 by the time you read this. Woohoo. Well, happy birthday then. Yes. Happy birthday. November 8th is my birthday. Well, there you have it. That's today. Happy birthday. So how great. We're we're recording right now on your birthday. So happy birthday. Woohoo. 18. 18. Man. It's a wonderful time of your life. Yep. Make sure you travel. Enjoy. Enjoy. Have fun before you have to start working. Stay safe. (laughs) But once you start working... Paying mortgages, oh boy, it's. Yeah. She's got a few more years for that. That's enjoy, good. enjoy yeah. it. Yeah. Whatever you're going to do, college, travel, have fun. Yep, it's the yep. best time to have fun. All right. Uh, since this is my first time writing to you, first time. Thank you so Fantastic. much. Thank you, thank you so much. <laughs> I wanted to give you my thoughts on what I think of the episode "Family Business." Oaken is the best character, best guest character. That's great. He, I think uh, we agree. Oaken was awesome. Spot he looked exactly on. like the the cartoon. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Where did they put Maid Marian? Did they stick her in a huge freezer so she wouldn't melt? I I think I I think she's she doesn't need to be in a freezer. I yeah, think she's frozen yeah, wherever she's at. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Yeah. If you think about it, that is a good point. You know, I have I that's a good question because you would think. 
she's frozen, which means she's ice, which means she could melt. So you'd think they'd want to put her, you know, in a freezer. Yeah. But last time we saw her, she was just laying on the couch in the mayor's office. So I, I would assume they moved her somewhere safe. But yeah, interesting. All right. Uh, since Gerda is the name of Elsa and Anna's mother, I can only assume that Elsa and Anna's father is Kai. I would have thought the same thing, being too. Being that those are the two main characters from the Hans Christian Andersen's original story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's what I would have guessed, too. And yeah. I think that's a great, great uh, postulation. Belle can climb Rocky Mountains in heels like a boss. <laughs> she can she's not gonna let heels stand in her way of climbing nah. the nah. looks great she's got a cape a little little hat mm. thing little bonnet she's quite the she's adventure. climbing she is she's quite the but little we know adventure. we know that she is and that's what's interesting is they did pair her and bell up to go climbing because mm-hmm. they're both really adventurous mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. bell has this book and all this information she faces mogwai she don't care she yeah. knows what to do Yaogwai. yeah that <laughs> okay, uh, I think the way the Snow Queen spell of Shattered Sight is going to turn everyone against each other is going to be the same way it was used in the original fairy tale. In the fairy tale, the way it was used on the little boy, Kai, was that a piece of the shattered glass from the mirror got stuck in one of his eyes and another one pierced his heart. Mm-hmm. That is how... He started becoming cruel to Gerda in the story. The way Gerda was able to break the spell was by crying in his, on his chest while embracing him, causing the piece of glass to fall out of his eye. I believe it's going to have a similar, something similar to that in the show. However, I didn't think of the Charmings or Regina are going to cry in everyone's chest. So she doesn't think that everyone's going to cry. Well, but yeah, no. Probably one. Probably the similar thing to one person breaking the curse, right, right. that we've seen. Right. So one person is going to be the savior, if you will. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be Emma, but it could be Emma. Right, so, right. Very good. Very good. All right. Also, when are we going to see Henry working in Gold Shop? I want to see how he's going to be working undercover. That's true. We saw the setup and he was we sweeping. Did. Yeah. So we need to see more. Yeah, I would imagine they will show us little snippets here and there, and I think they're going to stretch this out for a while because I don't think we're going to find the the author of the book just yet. No, no, and it would be nice if this was a full arc through the whole uh, the whole season, right? Instead of right. just for a right, right. Speaking of Henry, I heard he's supposedly going to get a love interest later this season. I had heard the same. There are rumors that this love interest was going to be Lily, but since we saw that she was part of Emma's past, that's highly unlikely. If he does get a love interest, I want her to be played by Lily Crawford, famed for playing Annie on Broadway, who will be playing Red Riding Hood in the Disney adaption of Into the Woods. Oh, I did not know that. Oh, interesting. Okay. Okay. We will definitely check into Lily Crawford's work. I've never seen anything no i'm afraid i'm afraid that's somebody i'm not familiar with but but i have to ask this question a love interest for a 12 year old yeah i know <laughs> yeah I'm well sorry, a, henry's only supposed to be like 12 i know i think it's hilarious but you know I, I, i'm sure it'll be like you know a future you know yeah. mate for him or something like that maybe but it's kind of funny to refer to henry having a love interest yeah. anyway All right, I will continue. As if I didn't want to be friends with Anna more, now I really want to be her friend so I can get 50% off of the sauna at Wandering Oakens. And that, (laughs) that alone, you're right. You know what? I would love 50% off sauna at Wandering Oakens. That's a majorly huge I would want the family out, though. I don't know. I like his family. I wouldn't want a sauna with his family. That's just me. You never know what kind of information they might be able to give you. Possibly. All right, finally, plot twist, Will Will Scarlet is going to end up defeating the Snow Queen. Okay? That would definitely be a huge twist. Yep. yep. A very huge plot twist. I have a feeling we're going to see him, he's got an agenda of his own. And I hope, right. if, if it's what I think it is, it's going to be a way to bring Anastasia back. And if the Snow Queen is holding her from coming back then that is definitely on the table oh yeah for sure yeah 
All right. Keep up the great work. I love you guys. And I can't wait to see what you guys have to say for your next podcast. Your biggest fan. Aw. Very sweet. Very touched. Janice Marie, thank you so thank much you. for that wonderful email. And Great insights and points. For absolutely. Sure. And have a wonderful birthday. Yes. Celebrate have and fun. have fun. Live it up. Have fun. Don't get on the news, though. Don't yeah. do anything. Yeah, don't have so much bad. fun that you end up on the news. No, no. <laughs> All right. Uh, this email is from my. A lot of great points. I just want to highlight just a few things. Uh, what happened to Kristoff? What we know. Ingrid was the one that kidnapped Anna and gained the hat thingy. Oh, yeah. Kristoff was the only one that knew Anna was going to see the trolls because of her suspicions about Ingrid. Ooh. Ingrid knows that Kristoff knows about Anna's suspicions. Yes, she does. She has no problem getting people out of the way. And let's face it, she probably caused the storm that killed Gerda and her husband, Kai. Wow. Mm, interesting. Possibly. Because we did he, he have the inference that the weather was caused by right. Snow Queen. Oh, hmm. yeah. Oh, good point. That's interesting. Really yeah, good yeah, point. yeah. So what my thinks will happen is, uh, so I think Kristoff is going to try to warn Elsa about it or try to do something about it. That would be great uh, for Kristoff actually to take a full role in mm-hmm. this story. Yeah. Because he's been, you know, I mean, he's been there and been part of it, but not really taking a full role. Because he did do that in the movie. Yeah, I mean, he, he did. He goes, I'm, I'm going to go. And he's already kind of done that. Well, he Sven went and, pushed him to it, but right. yeah. But he went to uh, get the urn mm-hmm. for Elsa and all that. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Uh, somehow he's going to end up trapped with Anna. Elsa is going to figure out that it was Ingrid who did something to them. But before she can do anything, she's going to have her memory stolen and get trapped in the urn. And I think that Rumpel had something to do with it. I agree. I would not be surprised one bit. Rumpel always has something to do with most everything. Somehow. Right, that is true. He's, he's yeah. behind a lot of what goes on. And I, I love when everyone asks him, well, what do you know about what do you what do you know about this? And he says, "Me? <laughs> why would I know?" Yeah, like, come why on. is that any concern of mine? I just I well. love I love that whole me really. I say yeah. yeah. I have a, I have an old coworker who was like that. He would say something kind of off to the side and get the pot stirred, and then everybody would be like, rah, rah, rah. "How did we get on this?" Oh, Ray, and right. then he'd be right. like, "What me?" Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Pot stir. Yep. That's rumple. I can't say that I've never done that. I can't say oh. that I've, I don't do it now. Yeah. You can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. This is uh, for Rumple and Bell. Oh, Rumple, Rumple, Rumple. Can we laugh right now because he's totally getting what's coming to him? I can feel it. I love the guy. He's a fantastic villain. But, dude, he's just digging himself deeper and deeper and deeper. And that's true. <laughs> But don't don't all these characters sort of do that? Like, oh, they absolutely. We still yeah. haven't heard the end result of the whole hook thing. Oh yeah, remember and all that stuff in the videotape and all that. I, oh yeah, I yeah. certainly want to see the, the end of that point. story. Oh, that'll come up because he's really gonna have to dig out of that hole. He's got so mad, cursed hand or not. He yeah. That's hopefully Emma will story. say, "Oh, I believe you," but she probably will get a little upset. I'm not going to lie, the scene where Belle was apologizing made me a bit uncomfortable, and I kept screaming, tell her the truth. (laughs) Instead, he just basically had her metaphorically fall on her sword, and I'm like, yep, this is going to backfire big time. Yep. I'm just wondering, like you know, the Snow Queen is dangerous. Is your secret really so precious that you'll risk bell going into their unprotected to protect it although the mirror scene was seriously wonderful and i loved it i also want to go bell listen to the mirror i hadn't thought about that at first but the mirror is really the truth it It tells the ugly truth but it tells the truth well it it plays upon your fears right and it, it in 
some cases your fear may be the exact thing that is what you should be listening to. Yeah. And in Bell's case, it's, it is true. And it reminds me a little of the Echo Cave on Neverland. Mm-hmm. A little mm-hmm. bit. You know. Anyway. Everything reminds you of the Echo Cave on Neverland. <laughs> I do. I love Neverland. I want a three people on the planet that really love the whole Neverland arc and the Echo mm-hmm. Cave. And Peter Pan's psychotic weirdo. Not weirdo, but he was just so psychological in his... Oh, oh it was yeah. so good. Yeah. Anyway. Sociopath. Yeah. Very just, much He was so. just so psychological. He just yeah. That was great. All right. I will continue. He loves her. Rumpel loves Belle. Probably. But he loves his power more. And unfortunately, that's his struggle. And I think we're getting closer to Belle finding out. I agree. Mm-hmm. The more he waits, the bigger the lie gets. And I'm just going, oh, Rumpel, you're probably going to regret this. Yeah. Also, he showed his hand too much with the Snow Queen. And I'm thinking he shouldn't have done that. Yeah. So it is... It is one of those things where either in your life, hopefully not your life, but you've probably seen someone where you wish it's kind of like a a train going to a cliff mm-hmm. and you want to tell somebody, don't do it. Stop. Don't go there. And you, and they keep going. And the rumple is keep keeping going. He's yeah. going to get into trouble. It's going to come out. And unfortunately, but again, that's drama. That yeah, makes, it is. That makes drama. All right. So Mai has a bit of a thing for Captain Swan. I don't think that's a shock to anybody. Nope. Nope. So I, I want to bring out just a couple of points uh, that she made here. Mm-hmm. When Emma mentioned losing everyone she's ever been close to, as someone mentioned before, it could have very well been mentioned the same goes for him. Yeah. It's true. And tonight, when she jokes that he wouldn't know anything of having scars from childhood, when we know, when we all know his father left him for whatever reason, his mother wasn't in the picture, and he just quips back about his age, even though he understands well that his pain is like, um, yeah, what his pain is like. Mm-hmm. So he understands that as well. Right. He totally understands because he's been there. But I mean... She doesn't know his full story. Right. At this and point, we don't think. You know, and a lot of people don't like Hook very much. But... Let me, I don't know why. Let me let me ask you this question. He's brilliant. Though. Let me ask you this. And and you could say, well, Emma, Emma doesn't... Um, you know, is is pushing back Hook's advances, whatever, and and that kind of a thing. But but here's the thing: he was really interested in her past, and he said, "I'd like to learn about you." And that's why he was interested in watching the video and looking at the things in the box. She's never asked him about his life. Yeah, that's she true. just kind of makes these statements: "Oh, you're 300 years old," and and all that kind of thing. Let's let's kind of turn that around and say. Shouldn't she a little be a little more interested in him? Yeah, I would hope so. So, you know, I'm not hating. I'm just saying. No, no, let's, no. Let's let's look the other direction too. Yeah. So, no, he genuinely loves her, and yeah. and I think she does love him, but I think she still doesn't really know what that fully means. Mm-hmm. And I still think that it's very difficult for her to get close to anybody. Right. She's letting him in a little closer, but it's really hard for her to try to get close to anybody. Yeah, and. She she's like a number of people I've known. I think we all have hurts, you know, after we bust up, break up, divorce, whatever. Sure. There's a point in time we just, I'm not going to let anybody in. Right. How's that? It's safer behind you know? walls. Right. All right. Um, I will continue with the email here. Let's just smash it. Talk about the mirror. Killian, no, don't go near that mirror. Also, the two-hour episode is called Smash the Mirror. Mm -hmm. I think the mirror reveals insecurities. Also, in the original Snow Queen, the shards of the ice mirror cause you to stop looking at the good side of life, but rather make you see the evil in the world. Mm -hmm. It took your vision of the good and twisted it. That is true. Uh, Oh, and it was uh, Mai's email. I mean, I'm sorry, it was Mai's birthday. 
not too long oh. ago. So happy birthday Happy again. belated birthday. I wished her happy birthday on Twitter. Oh, very nice. So have a great birthday, and you have fun, too. Everybody should have fun on their birthday. Exactly. Well, Everybody. And, and honestly, if we're going to be real honest about celebrating things, then today is a lot of people's unbirthday. That's right. So very merry unbirthday right. to everybody else. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but happy birthday to the people who are celebrating or that who have correct. recently celebrated. Thank you so much, Mai, for that email. And this email is from Brad. <laughs> Yoo-hoo. <laughs> Yoo-hoo. Go ahead. <laughs> Jeff and Colleen, <laughs> take a lesson from Anna and remember when climbing up those frozen hills that the proper attire, let me try that again, that the proper attire makes all the difference. Yes, now, yes. let's get down to family business. Here are the things I learned about this week's episode. Number one, Colette believes, it's Belle's mother, mm-hmm. Colette believes in the No Book Left Behind Act. Got to take them all. <laughs> kind of like when you were asking about one of our grocery right. items the other day, the bread, right. and I told you bread is Ohana, means nobody right. gets left behind. Right. See? Yep. <laughs> so all the books are Ohana. Okay. How many more Disney things can we throw in here? <laughs> Number two, giving your wife a fake dagger might not be such a bad idea after all. Yep. Mm. Yep. Yeah, you better not do that to me. Daggers, daggers everywhere. Remember... Remember we talked about in season two that we thought that there was a bunch of fake daggers? Yeah. We called that from the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. You did talk about the fact that when... They hit a bunch of... It was was the whole Peter Pan. It was season three. And it was Peter Pan thing. You were thinking there was going to be a fake dagger. No, Cora. No, 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 no. Cora, Cora. You're right. Absolutely right. Remember she had the the dagger and all that? Uh, Yeah. Yeah, you're right. And that dagger has caused Rumpel's more trouble. Oh, absolutely. Zelina got it. My God, now the wife has it? Good yep. Lord. Yep, only she doesn't. But I'm saying. She doesn't. I know. All right, number three, if Kristoff offers you a drink from his barn kettle, politely decline. Say you're trying to cut down or something. Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. the best. Mm-hmm. He, he, it's probably his first batch or something. Maybe. Did you see the look on her face when she drank it? <laughs> oh, Number four, always support your woman unless she's doing something dumb. But then you still got to support her, though. Well, yeah. Yeah. yeah you kind of have to. Yeah, he got away with that. I was like, wow. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I cringed when he said that. I said, I don't even want to think about saying that because you don't do dumb things. You don't. Oh, no, I do. I would never say that. Yeah, Number five. Yeah. Ingrid needs to invest in filling and, and I'm sorry. Ingrid needs to invest in a filing cabinet system. Mm-hmm. True. Mm-hmm. Number six, it pays to be a friend of honest because you can get saunas for half off. Maybe free carrots here and there, maybe. Sure. Number seven, Belsa and Annabelle are new ships in the horizon. <laughs> All right. Oh, that's All funny. right. Number eight, camouflaging an ice cream truck is harder than it sounds. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if you park next to the Merry Men. Okay, ah. but let's, come on. She wanted it to be found. That was the whole point. She absolutely wanted it. I just love like, okay, put 20 branches on top and see if there's like uh, wraiths flying over or ravens flying over looking for it. <laughs> They'll say, I don't see any ice cream truck, but I see... Oh, wait, there is an ice cream truck. Yeah, no. It was just a very yeah. half, half-hearted half attempt to cover it up because it wasn't. It was purposeful. Half-hearted, indeed. Number nine, Belle needs to drink Grandpappy's tea in Storybrooke so she can remember she's married to the Dark One. Uh-huh. Mm, yes, yeah, indeed. Yeah. Number 10, don't ever get lost in Arendelle. The residents suffer from long-term memory loss. Mm-hmm. That is true indeed. Yeah. Stay from the trolls, man. Oh, this just in. Here we go. Mm. This Sports Minute update is brought to you by the Marine Garage. Has your vehicle recently been covered in ice or stepped on by a giant snowman? Then make an appointment today and our skilled mechanics will have you back on the road in no time. And now your KFRZ Sports Minute update. The Storybrooke Cobras took on the Rockland Yagwais in high school football yesterday in what most are calling a magical comeback. 
During the fourth quarter, people had given up on the Cobras with a score of 42-0. to zero. It was at this time, with only 8 minutes and 15 seconds left on the clock, that the Cobras running back Henry Mills not only helped erase a 42-point deficit, but also crushed the Jaguars with an unbelievable 66-point lead. Regina Mills and Mr. Gold were questioned after the game to see if they could shed any light on this miraculous win. Why else would you think I had anything to do with that? This time, I'm afraid I'm going to have to disappoint you. It wasn't me. You think I had something to do with this? What are you talking about? How is that even possible? Sheriff Emma Swan could not be found at the time for questioning. Final score, Yagwise 42, Cobras 108. This has been your KFRZ Sports Minute Update. Crank the heat to 90, because you're listening to KFRZ Radio, baby. You got to watch that, Emma. That's awesome. I, I have to say, I am so impressed with uh, that was made by Brad Pogris. Fantastic. Very, very. Audio work is very, very tough. And that was all him. That was all awesome. him. That was awesome. I, I pitched him a tiny bit of an idea and he just ran with it. And uh, fantastic work, Brad. A- Absolutely. Awesome. awesome. So if you're on Facebook. And I the, loved the Lost references, by the way. Oh, yeah. Well, in the time and all that. Exactly. For sure. So fantastic work for sure. Excellent. Thanks so much, Brad, for that. Let us continue with his email. And here are some observations. Vehicles in the title cards says we have seen a number of, we have seen a total of six vehicles so far. August motorcycle, mm-hmm. Kurt Flint's pickup truck, mm-hmm. the trailer August was living in, mm. Emma's bug, mm-hmm. David's pickup truck, and now the ice cream truck. Nice. Lost reference. We got, yet again, another throwback to Lost with an up-close shot of Belle's eye opening, Belle's opening her eye. Mm. I know we have seen this exact shot in once before, but it's always nice to see it again. And especially from a Lost cast member, former Lost cast member. Yeah, true. Yeah, very good. Probably Wayne Henderson out there is going to say, yeah, yeah, we've seen... Emily D. Raven's eye open, and it was episode blah blah blah, and what he probably could tell you. Yeah, he probably could. <laughs> or uh, maybe uh, Ben uh, Ben DeBono, maybe. Mm, maybe possibly. Yeah. All right, picture perfect. In one scene, the camera is looking through an empty picture frame of Gold and Bell. Their life at this point may look perfect, but their whole foundation is based on a lie. Very now, true. I also want to say this is especially in season one, if you look in that back area in Gold Shop and in Mary Margaret's apartment, there were empty picture frames all over the place. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. See, at first I thought it was some kind of a kind of like the library being closed and there was no pictures in anywhere and no whatever. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a on purpose thing. Anyway, very, yeah, and the camera panned around and you could see it. Yeah. Picture perfect indeed. Belle. Belle started this episode off strong. I never thought she would use the dagger on gold, but she was desperate and knew he wouldn't go along with anything that put her in danger. Inside the cave, the mayor gave her doubt about the dagger being real, and I was just waiting for her to unload on him. But this independent, strong woman quickly turned weak, gullible and naive mm-hmm. now as she fades in the background gold will continue to take advantage of her again at first i felt bell deserved better than him but if she continues to look right past the signs to be ignorant then they just might be perfect for each other the mayor told her the truth and i believe that she willingly disregarded it why would she say especially because i know you never keep a secret from me when he has done the exact same thing before. Mm-hmm. She even said that she expected his darkness during her their vows, so she knows that it's there. Oh, yeah. Gold continues to get away with this, this his deceptive ways, and I hope the end of it is soon. Give me another villain who I don't care what happens to them, like Pan, because this relationship is too painful to watch. I don't think you're the only person that feels that way. I think yeah. there's plenty it's of people really, that are just cringing and uh, no. It's tough to, it is tough to watch knowing that 
there is this war within him where he absolutely does love Belle, but then by this you know same token, he's jacking her over, I, and that's I, not cool. I'm not. I'm not trying to get. Yeah, maybe a little bit, but it's just if you knew a couple and you knew a secret, right? Perhaps an affair or something, right? And you yet watch them progress. That's kind of like what what we have the opportunity here. We know a secret that they're that they're especially Rumpel is doing, right? And you still kind of watch this relationship go well, on. It's we, uncomfortable because we can't say anything, right? Yeah. All right, uh, Ingrid and Gold. Seeing someone have the advantage over Gold, or at least appear that they did, uh, felt really satisfying. I used to root for him because I felt deep down he wanted what was best for his family. But now he's just a man who's only out for himself. And I welcome anyone who can take him down, even the Snow Queen. Ingrid might appear to be the villain, but in my eyes, the real villain is Gold. Mm. I, I know there's a lot of gold fans that mm-hmm. are really just waffling because i think look a villain is playing a role in a story but i really thought that he had grown beyond it you know and the, the scene in front of his son's grave right right you know and and you know even at that even at that episode we said it was kind of like an alcoholic saying this time i'm gonna quit this time i'm gonna stop yeah. And we hope but it's really tough, especially when we're seeing Regina make such definite right. strides yep. towards being a better person and putting away the old stuff. And and she is she's sticking with it. And I mean, if you think about it, that's life. We all know people who've done things in their past we don't approve of, we don't appreciate that they have maybe done to hurt themselves or hurt somebody else. And you watch them struggle and struggle and struggle and struggle to try to be good, and they still manage to fail left and right. And it's tough to watch. It is the truth. Some people manage to break beyond that, and some people just never do. Yeah. And some people it takes a little longer. So there's still hope for him. There's nothing that says he can't turn it around. It's just frustrating to watch, especially when you know that Belle is the one that's going to end up getting hurt. Although, again, seeing that she's not exactly, you know, Susie Sunshine perfect, kind of satisfying too. Right. It's it's sad because I think, you know, there's people, but probably all of us know, that are failing in an area of their life in in our minds, keeping making bad mistakes or, mm-hmm. or bad decisions, yep. and we say, "Well, we don't do that. They just need to snap out of it and be like us." That's very hard to do for someone to be just like you. And so, you know, a lot of people say sometimes you have to get down to the bottom right. to change, and he's not there yet, and. You know, maybe the Stone Queen knocking the stuffing out of him magically somehow might do it. I don't know. Maybe. But uh, again, you know, the prophecy about a boy will be his undoing might still be Henry. Yeah. Yeah. It might very well be Henry that gets him to finally change his ways. Because I don't see any other way for it to happen. If Belle can't do it and she's his wife and he loves her. And he stri- struggles and tr- strives to be good for her, but he just can't seem to make it happen. Maybe, just maybe, Henry is what's going to be the key. Or maybe uh, somebody else. Yeah. I Look, I, I know that, you know, love, they say, covers a multitude of issues and sins and all that. And, and I believe in love. And I think love is powerful. You know, Bell's not loving the darkness out of him. And that's sad. Yeah. Well, so. and maybe she's not trying to because she doesn't realize just how dark he still actually is. Yep. All right. The spell of shattered sight. People in Storybrooke keep secrets between each other because they genuinely don't want to hurt one another. Hook knows that gold is lying because... Hook knows that gold is lying, but he understands it would crush Belle. Mm-hmm. Anna knew the truth about her parents, but she didn't tell Elsa. What happens once the, this mirror breaks? Mm-hmm. All the inhibitions that kept him from telling all will be lifted. 
This spell turns you against each other, so secrets will be used to attack and hurt. Mm -hmm. Even though in the end, they may find out how to stop the influence of the mirror, it won't take back the secrets that have been revealed. That's very much like the Echo Cave. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm telling you. (laughs) You know, I mean, we should do a poster. (laughs) Everything I learned in life was on Neverland. Right. (laughs) Well, you know. The, so. But you're absolutely right, and 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 he makes a great point of yeah. saying that you know what it's one thing to you know they might be able to stop it, but at what cost? Yep. Because at some it may not be anybody losing their life, it may not be anybody losing their whatever, but the mirror itself, if that is used the way it's expected to be used, if it does shatter, if it does lodge itself. Even even if they manage to reverse it or undo whatever damage is done, there's still permanent damage. Yep. All right. And that's life. That Honestly, is. that's a that's a really good analogy and metaphor uh, for you know when you say hurtful things to somebody, when you tell somebody something in anger, it, it you you might be able to you know move past that and 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 everything be okay but somewhere deep down is a wound that will never heal because it it it's the damage is done it'll scar over right but it will never actually be whole again so i mean i don't want to you know put too much pressure on anybody but at the same time i want people to think you know every time you say hurtful mean nasty horrible things to somebody it doesn't matter who it is it's it it does damage yeah there's all right, Her Handsome Hero. This was the book Corlette. Colette. Colette read to Belle to make her fall in love with books. It also was shown in Skin Deep. I did not remember that. Wow, that's So we've great. got screenshots of that book. That's fantastic. Uh, from what a great this episode pull. and mm-hmm. from Skin Deep. Nice. Theories. Regina says that Robin needs to fall in love with Marion again, but he can't when he is in love with Regina. The only way I can see this being resolved is even though it will be very painful for Regina is to erase Robin's memory so that he doesn't remember her. We know that Regina and Gold both have the ability to do this. If they are meant to be together, true love will win and Robin's memory will be restored, just like with Snow and Charming. Even though I'd really like to see them together now, this moral route that Regina is taking is building a firm foundation that will make their relationship stronger than any curse or potion. This is what real love is all about. And the end result will be worth the wait. What a contrast between gold. What a contrast between how gold has built his relationship with bell. And, and I know that there's some people that don't like this path that Regina's going on, but I think there's a lot of people that do. And that's, that's really the great thing about this show. Unfortunately, I think there's a lot of people that are disillusioned with Once Upon a Time, not watching, angry, upset, don't like you know this certain character or that certain character doing this or that. But what's really incredible is, is if you look at the, the audience as a whole, you, you remember mm-hmm. looking on Twitter mm-hmm. and listening to other podcasts, season one, mm-hmm. people didn't like Regina. Nope. True. Evil Queen, boy, yeah. there was some, and and then season two, you kind of started looking around as I kind of like Regina now. I, you know, and you start listening around. It was very interesting. So you have this whole group of of fans, watchers of a television show. This group likes the Evil Queen, Regina. This other group likes the Road to Redemption, Regina. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 very interesting, but yeah. Yeah, Rumple. He he's a he's over a barrel. But I'm very, I'm I'm still still engaged with this show, and I really do enjoy the path that Regina is walking on. Mm-hmm. Big 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 uh, steps for her, right? Just huge steps because mm-hmm. she's not thinking about her. Right? She's thinking about him. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! And it's just mm-hmm. it's really great. The old woman. In the original Snow Queen story, Gerda goes out to look for Kay. Kai? Kai. Kai. Uh, During the search, she manages to get stuck in a boat that is carried away by the river. An old woman hears her and comes out of her cottage and rescues Gerda with her crooked stick. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Sounds like Bo Peep. Mm-hmm. Who we haven't heard from or the staff, by the way. I'm just saying. Right. Poor Can't Bo Peep. Can't hear from everything every episode. I want to. I want two-hour no. episodes no. all the time, and I want to hear from everything. Yeah. The old woman takes her inside, feeds her cherries. That's a, mm-hmm. that's a good afternoon. Mm-hmm. I like cherries. Mm-hmm. And combs her hair with a golden brush. Soon Gerda forgets about her friend Kai. Mm-hmm. Also the hyacinths mm-hmm. tell Gerda a story about three sisters that were led into the woods by a sweet fragrance. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking that we may see a mixture of these two stories to tell what happened to Gerda, mm-hmm. Ingrid, and Helga. Right. Ingrid could have escaped, but when she came back, nobody remembered her due to Pabby's erasing everyone's memory. This is what gives her the desire to want a family who loves her. Hmm. Yeah. We will see what we will see, and I'm excited yeah. for what they're going to show us about this. Yes. Um, but good theories. I, I, I agree. I, I think we're going to see more Snow Queen elements. We've already seen a number of them. I think we're going to see even more. I do I do enjoy where the show is going. It's it went differently than I anticipated. Mm-hmm. Cuz I thought it was going to be and, and there's shot by shot and certain things that are exactly like the animated feature, but I really enjoyed that they've taken this thing in a totally different direction. Yeah. So. All right, burning questions. What did Ingrid do with Anna? And when Anna does finally show up in Storybrooke, will Gold have unfinished business with her? Ooh, that's true. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. And that's from Brad. Thank you so much, Brad. Ooh, here's an interesting thought. Okay. Gold has unfinished business. Rumple has unfinished business with Anna because she took the hat. He managed to get it back, so he doesn't need her anymore. But at the same time, Rumple may not let that go since she kind of tricked him. Mm-hmm. He doesn't like that. So maybe he knows that... She, Snow Queen has her, and maybe that's why he's trying desperately to get Snow Queen to get his help so he can take Anna. Yeah. Yes. And it may be for nefarious purposes, or it may be to save Anna. And it may appear like he's behaving like a jerk, when in reality he may be trying to save her and everybody else. We don't know. Because we're all assuming he's being evil and bad for you know selfish purposes, and that's what it appears. But again, not everything is what it appears in this show a lot of times. Yes. <clears throat> all right. <clears throat> Before we go, I wanted to give a little podcast shout out. I want to sh- tell you about a podcast called The Popcast. It's hosted by Jamie and Knox. It's a fun podcast. She's a very witty writer. She has a website called Jamie's Rabbits, and she's very witty. And their podcast is current events and movies, TV, new media, that kind of stuff. They were talking about things you should and should not do with your profile picture. You can imagine. (laughs) All the things. (laughs) And they also went through their favorite and non-favorite candies for Halloween. Mm. Very funny. Oh, I imagine. And they also were talking. (laughs) She They got on the subject of how would you get out of an abduction? And she had these plans. (laughs) She said, this is what I would do. I would go limp, fall on the ground because on the ground I'm stronger and my legs are stronger and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. They're very, it's a fun, fun podcast. And nice. it's called the Popcast. And so it's Jamie and Knox. And I'm going to tell her that I'm talking nice about her. Mm-hmm. I am a fan. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that she will listen to our podcast. I don't think she likes Once Upon a Time, but uh, I wouldn't mind being on their podcast, maybe, to be interviewed. Possibly. So anyway, because I know they're busy and, you know, this and that. So anyway, check that out. Go go listen to them and tell them that uh, Jeff Roney and Colleen Roney and the Once Upon a Time fan podcast sent them, sent you to them. Yeah. All right. That's it. We have no more. 
And tomorrow's episode is going to be a great one. Mm-hmm. Another Once mm-hmm. Upon a Time episode. And so I want to thank everyone. However, we have new listeners. Mm-hmm. We have new Facebook likers. We have new followers on Twitter. It's a very, very exciting time. Mm-hmm. You never know what's going to happen on this podcast. You never know who's going to call in. You never know what, what what's going to happen. That it could true. be anything. Very true. And so thank you for listening, however you found us, however you downloaded, however. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. I want to send big love out to everybody. If you're new to the show, big love is love that's so big that you can't keep it all. And why would you? Take what you need and pass on the rest to somebody else because we all need it. We do. So until next time, this is Jeff and Colleen saying bye-bye. See you later. Have a great once Sunday. And we'll be talking at you soon. Bye. See you guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. This is a Rony Zone media production. Please contact or connect with us. You may hear your comments on an upcoming episode. We're on Twitter at OUAT Podcast, on Facebook at Facebook.com slash OUAT Podcast, or leave a comment at the show notes. Contact us via email at feedback at once upon a time podcast.com or leave a voicemail at 657 333 Until next time, spread a little big love around. Rumpelstiltskin was voiced by Brad Pogress, and Teddy was voiced by me, the voice of Steve. You can check out my podcast, The Voice of Steve Podcast, free on iTunes. Say hi at Facebook.com slash Voice of Steve, or see what I'm doing over on Twitter, at The VOS Show. Check out everything I do from the podcast to voiceovers. I even have a blog sometimes at thevoiceofsteve.com. Hope to see you around, and thanks again for listening to the Once Upon a Time Fan Podcast. Podcast.